Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Jill Welke is here holding down the fort again today. It's a Friday morning here on WAXX 104.5. A man, I had an adventure yesterday. I went on out to the Jackson County Fair. That community so supports the youth. The fairgrounds is phenomenal. It was so just well put together and the the members that are showing along with the public out there just such a great atmosphere and it's more than just the agriculture part of it too it's the other projects that happen in the buildings it's the businesses that come out and reach out and talk to the fairgoers and it just is a phenomenal fairgrounds if you get the chance to get down there they are have events happening through Sunday, and it it's just, I just get reinvigorated whenever I go out and visit these shows and see these people working so hard to put stuff together. They do have a sale. Livestock sale will be tomorrow, uh, 4 o'clock. They have limited number of hogs and sheep and goats and steers that go through the sale. They all have to qualify so these kids are really working hard to get projects that are up to par and really, you know, are deserving. So if you're looking for some beef, beef, um, pork or mutton, head on out there tomorrow. They really put on quite a quite a spread of stuff. And so let's get hop on back to what we had on our table for today. We've got a lot of chores to do. We're going to be talking about some money that's available from the government 
to help restore wetland ecosystems. And there's the CNH Industrial is going to go back to the uh, negotiation table to try to get their uh, get the strikers off strike and get manufacturing again. And U.S. Ag groups are voicing their opinion about the next farm bill. So we've got a lot of stuff to cover this morning. Plus, I heard from Bob. I had to do some figuring out so I can get it so you can get... um, You guys can share on what he's doing over there in Germany. And he's so... It's so much... He sends me a lot of audio. So you know he's having a good time over there. He's seeing a lot of interesting landmarks and a lot of interesting stuff over there. So... You know, it's always a good thing to go on a trip like that and totally enjoy yourself and immerse yourself in the culture. And I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say on this audio. And I know there's some more for the weekend and some more for Monday. So he's he's busy over there, too. Let's take a quick look at our weather today. Our high is 91, sunny and breezy with a low tonight of 7 or a Low tonight of 70. Tomorrow, 90. Hot, humid, and a chance of rain in the p.m. in the evening. Tomorrow night, low of 65, or high of 65, however you want to look at it. Sunday, 75. Humid, and storms likely. likely. Monday, 77. Partly sunny. Tuesday, 81. Sunny. And Wednesday, 87. And sunny. So we're still staying in the sunny, and you know it's August. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Markwart Motors. Markwart Motors has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out on markwartmotors.com or in the lot. So that's our start of our chores today. We'll run into our chores and see if we can sneak in a few songs along the way. We are almost two minutes after 5 o'clock here at WAXX 104.5. It is time for some national news. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says her trip to Asia was never about changing the status quo in Taiwan or the region. Her remarks came while on the last stop of her tour through the region in Japan. Pelosi became the highest-ranking U.S. official in a quarter of a century to visit Taiwan. The visit prompted an angry response from China, including launching missiles near the island nation. The California Democrat added, The Chinese government is not pleased that our friendship with Taiwan is a strong one. Police say a staffer for Indiana Republican Congresswoman Jackie Walorski caused her fatal car crash. Lisa Taylor reports. The crash killed Walorski, two of her staff members, and a woman in another car just outside Fort Wayne on Wednesday. The Elkhart County Sheriff's Office said the staffer driving the SUV carrying Walorski crossed the center line and collided with a smaller car. I'm Lisa Taylor. A West Virginia man who admitted to making violent threats against the nation's top infectious disease expert is headed to federal prison. Brian Shook fills us in. A U.S. District Court judge in Maryland sentenced Thomas Patrick Connolly Jr. to just over three years behind bars for sending a series of emails threatening to kill Dr. Anthony Fauci. Connolly also admitted to threatening the former director of the National Institutes of Health, other public health officials in Pennsylvania and Massachusetts, along with a religious leader in New Jersey. Following the sentencing, U.S. Attorney for Maryland Eric Barron said everyone has a right to disagree, but you do not have the right to threaten a federal official. Official's life. I'm Brian Shook. 
And Twitter is refuting Elon Musk's claims that he was hoodwinked into making a deal to buy the company. Musk offered to buy Twitter in April for $44 billion, but later tried to back out of the deal as stock prices plummeted and the amount of spam accounts remained a mystery. Twitter filed a lawsuit against the Tesla and SpaceX CEO, but Musk countersued last Friday. In that countersuit, he claims he was hoodwinked into signing the contract because it was implausible and contrary to fact. I'm Mark Mayfield. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time for our market, sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. We're going to start out with our cash livestock. Choice-fed beef steers are 136 to 145 with a mixed at 110 to 135. Choice-fed beef heifers are 135 to 142 with mixed at 99 to 134. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 125 to 140 and a half with selects at 70 to 124. Cows are 75 to 105 with bulls at 74 to 98. Butcher hogs are 85 to 105 with sows at 74 to 81 and a half. Boars are 25 to 29 and a half. New crop market lambs are a dollar to a dollar 25 with feeder lambs at a dollar 75 to 205. Ewes are 60 to 120 with small goats 25 to 160 dollars. Medium goats 75 to 245 dollars. Large goats 175 to 295 dollars. And nanny goats, twenty-five to two hundred twenty dollars. Let's move on to our. Well, let's go to our futures. Futures for our live cattle for August one thirty-seven seventy down twenty cents. October one forty-three sixty-five down thirty cents. December one forty-nine ninety down five cents for our feeder cattle for August one seventy-nine seven. And seven and a half, down twenty-seven and a half cents. September one eighty-two fifty-seven and a half, down thirty-two and a half cents. October one eighty-five forty-seven and a half, down twenty-two and a half cents. Our lean hog carcasses one twenty sixty-five. Oh, for August one twenty sixty-five, down thirty-five cents. October ninety-seven sixty, holding steady at a dollar seventy-five. And December eighty-eight sixty-two and a half. Steady at a dollar twenty-two and a half. And then we'll roll on over to our Chicago Board of Trade. Our December corn prices are six oh five down a penny. Oats for December is four oh eight up nine cents. Soybeans for November fourteen thirteen down four cents. Soybean meal for December is sitting at four hundred seventeen dollars a ton, down three dollars. And wheat for December is at eight seventy four up six and a half cents. And rolling on over to our dairy markets. Barrels, 174 and three quarters down four and a quarter. 40 pound blocks, 176 and a half down eight and a half cents. Our grade AA butter is at 305, a down a penny. And our class three milk for August, 1994, down 21 cents. September, 1948, down 42 cents. October, $20 and six cents, down 33 cents. 
and down 33 cents in November to $20.42. In December 2025, down 11 cents. And that market is trending down through the end of the year. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to hear from Bob and his Germany trip. But before we do that, we're going to talk about our temperatures around the area. Eau Claire is at 63, Medford 55, Rice Lake 62, Wausau 61 and clear, Green Bay 60, Marshfield 61 and clear, La Crosse 65, Madison is at 66 and clear, and Milwaukee for the start. Well, day two of the Wisconsin State Fair, they are 64 and clear. A lot of stuff happening around the area today. Germany and Austria, beautiful, beautiful countries, and uh, we've seen some, but not all yet. More folks traveling with us. The Leopard Sisters, originally from Pittsville, of course, and uh, Joan Allen is with us now. Joan in La Crosse, Mary Leopard is in Madison. And Joan, uh, you've had a chance to do some traveling in different parts of the world. How does this kind of stack up as far as enjoyment and interest? Oh, this has been very interesting. Um, uh, my background is family is from Germany, and so it's just interesting to see it as an American visiting Germany. Um, and the, the most fun so far was actually the slide in the salt mine. I didn't think I'd be sliding on a trip. <laughs> kind of like sliding down a ball return, wasn't right, it? That right, mahogany yeah, slide. Yeah. And it was a long slide. It wasn't yes. like you'll see in a park. Right, right. It wasn't. It was... The, the second one was faster, steeper, and longer. <laughs> but we've, uh, you know, you guys come from the dairy farm over there in the Pittsville area. We've uh, seen Wagyu. We've seen cheese. We've seen hay making. Have you ever seen so many hay fields, little two, three-acre hay fields? And a woman raking it by hand on the side of the hill. That was amazing. <laughs> Not used to seeing that in America. <laughs> you you're never had to do it. Marge never made you do that. No, no. We had to pick, pick rocks. Beans. <laughs> you pick beans, yes. Yeah, we do a lot of stuff, but uh, the trip's been fun. Yes, it has. Really uh, enjoying it. Oh, uh, that's good. Joan Allen. Now, her sister Mary is with us, Mary Lippert. And Mary, you're a, a person aware of the outdoors, appreciates the outdoors. Here in what we've seen so far from the people taking care of their land, mm-hmm. what's been your first observation? Wonderful qu- question, Bob, because this is what my observation is. The hay fields. There's, I haven't seen hardly any alfalfa. It's just natural grass, small farms like we probably used to have. And this, so the views of the farming is what has interested me the most. The dairy cows are up the hills, so we can't see them. They're up in the mountains. If you're looking at cattle on the fields right now, they are young stock or big old bolts. So. And again, uh, to watch them. They fence right to the road. They don't waste a thing over here. Right. Absolutely. Nothing is wasted. They were even, like you said, like two-acre plots of hay. They were out there. And if they, then they were probably hand-raking it on steep hills. Amazing. And here it is, 2021, 2022. And uh, these people are more into closeness to farming and agriculture and the earth. I think, than I've ever seen before. And we're going to see a lot more of it. Thanks, Mary. Thank you, Bob. All right, Mary Lippert again from uh, down in the Madison area. Now let's go over to uh, Stratford country. And uh, Tommy and Nancy are with us. Tommy, say your last name for me. Shaner. It's Shaner. German. It's German. Well, you're, you're right at home. And I want to start with Nancy because, Nancy, you were telling me when we first got started, 
This is something that was promised to you. How long ago did Tommy make the promise that he was going to bring you over here? 50 years almost. <laughs> is he always that slow filling a promise? Um, no, not really. No, <laughs> This one he just happened to get 40 years too late. He was going to bring me here for our 10th anniversary and we'll be celebrating our 50th next, uh, in next year. Wow, wonderful. So what's been your impression? Has it been worth the wait? It has, yes. I am totally enjoying it. The weather's gorgeous here. The, the countryside is beautiful, and everything we've done so far has been amazing. Is this going to make you want to put window boxes on your house back home? It, it does. The flowers are beautiful on every window out, out in the country. They have just beautiful, beautiful flowers. It's hard to fall asleep on the bus with the scenery, isn't it? It is. It's just it's amazing. You can't describe it. And the, the variety of things you, you see and do over here, you don't go hungry. That's for sure. The breakfast that we have in the morning, the buffet, is it just goes on forever. I mean, if you don't get enough to eat or you don't find something you like to eat, you're not looking. <laughs> and the cheese, we've had cheese samples and things. It's it's good. It is. Every, just about everything we've tried. There's been a couple that have been like, oh, I, I wouldn't try it again. But most of them are just uh, great. What about the German beer? I've only had one of those. The wine was good. <laughs> okay. Well, German wine's not bad either. We've still got more to do. Tommy is with us. And, uh, Tommy, why did you promise Nancy you were going to bring her over? you got a little history over here. Correct. I was in the service over here in 71 and 72. So I always promised her that I'd bring her back someday. To- why? What, did, what happened in 71, 72 that uh, thought you wanted to come back? Well, I was just here, and I... And I like I said, the countryside is beautiful over here, and uh, I just wanted to come bring her back. And uh, you haven't been disappointed, have you, with what we've seen in the countryside? No, the Alps here are beautiful. It's uh, and even the countryside is beautiful. The little, the small buildings. Uh, what's interesting is the farms. The house is attached right to the barn. You know, and, and no screens on the windows. And no screens on the windows, and no air conditioning. <laughs> And the weather we're having, air conditioning doesn't feel too bad. No, but it's nice. It's cool in the morning. Yes, it warms up in the afternoon, but it's bearable. It so, really is. So you're having a good time. Having a good time. This is my first time with uh, holiday travel, but I would definitely go again. Oh, that's good to hear. Tommy and Nancy Shaner from over in the Stratford country as we continue through Germany and Italy. I'm Bob Bosold. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And in just a bit, we're going to be hearing from Allison and about the popcorn crop. But before we get to that, I'm going to do a little bit of farm news. U.S. agricultural groups voice their priorities on what needs to be in the next farm bill. As reported by the Iowa Cattle Capital Dispatch, a panel of leaders from major U.S. production farm groups gathered together at the Minnesota Farm Fest, an agribusiness fair organized by the American Farm Bureau, to discuss their concerns and requests for the next farm bill. Agriculture groups represented in the panel included pork and cattle producers, corn and soybean growers, as well as other growers. Groups are sh- were sharing their different priorities for where Congress should channel their focus on in the next farm bill. On the top of their list is crop insurance and disaster assistance. The current farm bill will expire in September 2023. It's back to the negotiation table for CNH Industrial with the 
United Auto Workers. CNH Industrial CEO Scott Wine is committed to re- returning to the negotiating table with the auto workers in mid-August, according to Farm Equipment Magazine. The goal of solving the ongoing dispute between management and employees is top priority. About 1,200 CNH Industrial Workers in Wisconsin and Iowa started a strike on May 2nd, only 36 hours after the six-year contract between the auto workers and CNH expired. CNH Industrial is an ag and construction equipment manufacturer producing Case IH New Holland as well as other labels. We're going to do a little bit more chores and then we're going to be hearing from Allison Lund and Popcorn. The Wisconsin State Fair continues and one of the things you might want to stop by and visit the popcorn booth because popcorn is always fun to eat at the State Fair. Bob Bosold here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And my family farming roots are out in western Iowa, a little town called Shaler, traditionally called the popcorn capital of the world. But popcorn has grown in Wisconsin, too. And, Allison, you got an update on how it's doing around here. What'd you find out? The popcorn crop is doing great this year, Bob. I uh, spoke with Dakota Hammerly out of Biddick Incorporated out in Livingston, and that's the word that he gave me. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Allison Lund. Before we get into the crop update, though, he dives into the different varieties that are grown and what those look like once they're popped and eaten as your treat. Right now, you know, we grow anywhere, given given the year or kind of what our customers are looking for, we'll plant anywhere from... 200 to 40 acres of popcorn. Um, it kind of just depends what our parent or our sister company is looking for and uh, what the need is. And we'll grow three different types. So we'll grow white popcorn, yellow popcorn, and mushroom popcorn. Um, some years we'll grow one variety. Some years we'll grow all three varieties. Uh, like I said, it just depends on kind of what, what uh, the needs are, what our customers are looking for. So when those varieties make their way to the store, what makes them different from each other? Um, so like uh, yellow and white popcorn, those are the butterfly popcorn. So those are typically what you'll see in your microwave bag. Um, so if you went to a retail store and there, there was bags that you could pop at home or the microwave ones, that would be your yellow and white. The mushroom popcorn typically is uh, a very high expanding sort of popcorn with a very hearty kind of inside. Um, so what that's used for is your flavoring. So your cheddar popcorns, caramel corns, chocolate coverings, um, the flavors are kind of endless. Uh, when you start really getting into that, that's where mushroom really kind of holds its own. Are there differences that come with raising the different varieties? Um, yeah, white popcorn uh, for us, especially we found is a uh, uh, it kind of has a smaller ear, smaller stalk, so it's real finicky, especially when you get into harvest. Um, we got to make sure we're watching it and that it doesn't get too dry. Um, if it does, you start having ear drop. Um, you'll get some wind damage. It'll green snap early in the year. It might even snap in the fall. Um, so making sure we get in and, and harvest it timely is always a key thing when we're doing white popcorn. Uh, mushroom popcorn from the spring all the way through to the end always is the most robust looking stuff that we have um it'll get anywhere from seven to eight foot tall has a huge ear on it a lot of kernels it usually looks pretty awesome so it sounds like uh you know these vary from each other but how does popcorn as a whole vary from field corn you know we're used to seeing field corn dotting all the fields across wisconsin but how does popcorn production look different we have a lot of seed corn here 
Um, so having the tractors, the planters, the sprayers, the harvesters, all the picking equipment, um, it kind of integrates well into the system we already have. Um, so for us, uh, we treat popcorn a lot like you would commercial corn. Uh, planting date starts around, you know, April 25th, as soon as it's fit to go. Um, we'll plant popcorn all the way through till mid-May. Um, we plant 30-inch row spacings, about 33,000 uh, plants per acre is what we shoot for. Um, and then, yeah, kind of just treat it um, conventionally, just like we would um, any other type of commercial corn that would be on the farm. Now, does it differ when it comes to the drying process? Because I know for popcorn, you need that moisture to get it to pop eventually. So does the drying process look different between popcorn and field corn? Yeah. Um, So popcorn, um, especially in the fall, especially in Wisconsin, um, we can have some really early frost. um, And if popcorn, um, as it's standing in the field, gets any frost damage, it'll crack the kernel. And if that kernel gets cracked, um, when you try to dry it down or you try to pop it later, if it's not completely sealed, you won't get the popcorn to expand, which is the whole point of having popcorn is to be able to pop it. Um, so harvest for us has to be extremely time sensitive. Uh, we'll harvest popcorn um, anywhere from 25 to 35% ear moisture. We'll bring that in. We harvest it on the cob. So the entire cob will come into the plant. It'll go through a building where we'll dehusk it. We'll rogue it, make sure that if there's any undesirable ears or ears that don't look like they're going to make our qualifications, those will go out to cattle feed. Um, from there, it'll go up into a corn dryer. We run really low heat through those, so 80, 85 degrees for about four days, and we'll run air up through the bin, then we'll run air down through the bin. Uh, once that ear moisture, that popcorn's around 14 to 13%. Uh, we'll empty the bin, we'll run it through a sheller, and then from there it'll go into a storing bin until we're ready to process it. So it sounds like the process for popcorn harvest and drying is a little more complex. Yeah, yes, it's very involved. Um, but like as, you know, I said before with seed corn, a lot of the equipment that we have here you know, is, is seed corn specific. Um, so running the popcorn with it actually saves us a step of trying to use different equipment or have other things here. A lot of it's already here for the seed corn, so using it for popcorn um, makes a lot of sense to just kind of duplicate the equipment and use the stuff we already have. That would make sense. And is there any any other specific equipment that you need just for the popcorn? Um, not too much. Um, you know, we have, so we have two oxbow pickers with eight-row heads, uh, two dump carts, uh, and then just our kind of normal trailers that we have when it comes to harvesting. Uh, for us, that would be a specific thing, but since we have the seed corn, they're already they're already part of the farm, you know, fleet or equipment that we have. So using them just is it's really easy for us. So backing up a little bit, you mentioned that frost can pose some damage to the popcorn crop. Are there any other unique challenges that come with raising it in Wisconsin? Um, yeah, um, getting it in kind of in the springtime right away is is always a goal. So the, the maturities that we plant, uh, 100 to 105 days, um, which isn't super long for our part of the state, but wanting to get it in when the ground temperature is warm so you can kind of get it up, and then on the back side, making sure that we can get that off before we even have a slight chance of frost. I mean, we've seen, we've seen years where there's a Saturday night when, you know, it dips below 30 degrees for an hour. And, you know, that one hour or two hours when it was 
30-31 is just enough to kind of cause problems with um, how well it pops or, or what, what the final product's going to look like. So, yeah, the, the biggest thing is just our, our cold springs and then our, our cold falls, making sure we get in that window and, and get it planted and then also on the backside make sure we get it harvested. Yeah, it sounds like it's really important to know what the weather's going to do and just try to keep it from freezing. Now, exactly. focusing on this year, how's the crop looking? Uh, it's looking pretty well. Um, we kind of got a late start, just like everybody else did, uh, about a week and a half later than when we usually get going. But uh, once the planter started rolling, I think we went every single day until we were done. Um, got a couple nice, timely rains in there. Um, and I will say right now, all of our popcorn's looking very nice, very tall. Uh, right in the middle of flowering, so there's a lot of pollen out there, a lot of silks. Um, so I'm hoping here in the next couple of weeks, we'll, we should be able to see how well we did and, and how well the ears pollinated. And you mentioned that you sort of had a late start, but have you been able to stay on track since then, or has the weather posed any other problems? Um, nope. Uh, like, yeah, we did have kind of a late start and everything's, everything's kind of been on time. It's just that, that week and a half shift has just kept showing up. So, you know, usually we see flowering. We would have saw flowering a couple weeks ago. Um, but like our popcorn just started flowering kind of over the weekend, more or less. So it's a little later, but nothing dramatic, uh, or, or anything that I would consider to be, you know, a, a big problem. It just, it, you can tell that we planted everything later because it's all just kind of coming later. But I'm sure um, we got a lot of a lot of heat units this year or this summer, so everything's kind of catching back up. That I'm anticipating our fall will kind of be right on time. Thank you, Allison, for that update. Popcorn is one of my favorite treats. I'm glad to hear the crop is doing very well. We have to get through some more chores, and then we're going to be working on getting some news and some weather. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Morgan is up and Adam with us this morning, and it's time to hear some local news. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We'll start with headlines that take us to Milwaukee, where a three-week-old baby is found safe after a car it was riding in was stolen in West Milwaukee. Police say the car was stolen last night at a Speedway gas station near Miller Parkway in Burnham. The baby was found in an alley shortly after that car was stolen. The car still hasn't been found. Looking to other headlines, we now know a man is in custody after an incident in Barron County as the Sheriff's Department was dispatched to a house near New Auburn for reports of a man with a knife causing a disturbance and destroying a trailer home. Deputies arrived and made contact with 41-year-old Justin Curtis of Chatech. He did have a knife and refused to drop that while speaking with deputies. After a little bit of back and forth, he was eventually taken into custody without further incident. Looking to the political stage here in our area, it was pancakes at Altoona Family Restaurant yesterday with Republican candidate for Governor Rebecca Clayfish as she continues to make the rounds across Wisconsin, sharing thoughts on schools, violent crime, and the cost of living. Former Governor Scott Walker joined her as she reiterated her her perspective as a middle-class mom. She's set to face Tim Michaels, Timothy Ramthan, and Adam Fisher in next week's Republican primary. While we're hanging out in the political slice of the pie, we'll take a little bit of a closer look at what's happening in the podcast world, and it was Ron on a pod, as in Ron Johnson chiming in, suggesting that Social Security and Medicare ought to be programs approved by Congress on an annual basis as discretionary spending. The Wisconsin Republican commented on the regular Joe show. What we ought to be doing is we ought to turn everything into discretionary spending 
So let's all evaluate it so that we, we can fix problems or fix programs that are broken. They're going to be going bankrupt. Johnson, who is seeking a third Senate term, said continuing the programs as entitlements will just continue to pile up debt. A spokesman for his office said Johnson wants fiscal discipline and oversight. On the other side of the ticket, Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes, who is running for the Democratic nomination for Senate, said Johnson is threatening to cut Social Security and Medicare. You'll notice our flags flown lower today. They'll be at half-staff to commemorate the 10th anniversary of the Oak Creek Sikh Temple shooting. In a statement, Governor Tony Evers said that today represents a painful day for our state and its history. If you have a cold glass of milk for breakfast and you're looking to dunk a cookie, it's not just the classic Oreos and the frosting lick in the middle anymore. There's a new flavor and it's coming sooner than you might think. The cookie company announced they'll be ushering the autumn season in early this year with the return of their pumpkin spice flavored Oreos. After five years of Nabisco refusing to bring back the pumpkin flavored snack, customers can't expect to see them on the shelves starting August 15th. Oreo isn't the only one readying for the fall. Companies like Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts are expected to bring out their signature pumpkin coffees sometime this month. I'm Mark Mayfield. You have to go to the barn and do the chores to get the milk before you can dunk the cookie. So we send you back to Jill Welke and the Midwest Farm Show right here, live, local, and along with you on Wax 104.5. Thanks, Morgan, for that update. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Derek Dahlman and Weather. Our weather, brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean, the world's largest kidney bean processor, based right here in Menominee, Wisconsin, wishes all the great Wisconsin farmers a productive and successful end to our 2022 growing season. With harvest just around the corner, it's the perfect time to be looking ahead to next year's rotation, which could include kidney beans. Kidney beans are competitively priced and highly profitable, making them a great addition to your rotation. Call Ben at 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com to see if growing kidney beans is right for you. It's time to roll on over and see if Derek Dahlman is ready for us at the newsroom. Good, good morning, Jill. Happy Friday. Yes, and it is a happy Friday. It's going to be pretty nice today, I think. Yeah, overall, really beautiful out there. Uh, we do, are seeing currently clear skies as a result of high pressure off to our east currently, and that is going to give way to lots of sunshine throughout the day. But we are going to see breezes picking up from the south. That's going to result in increasing humidity. Otherwise, we are going to see those high temperatures approaching the lower 90s. For tonight, clouds will be on the increase. It will be warm and muggy out there. Lows only dropping to around 70. Then for tomorrow, we are going to have a mix of sun and clouds with showers and storms developing mainly towards the afternoon as a cold front approaches. We are going to see those high temperatures back at around that 90 degree mark with more in the way of widespread showers and storms and potentially some heavy rainfall going into Sunday. As a result of the clouds and that precipitation, we are only going to see those temperatures into the mid-70s. Right now in Eau Claire, it's currently 66 degrees. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Derek Dahlman. Thanks, Derek, for that update. And you have a great weekend. I've got a lot of chores left to do here. You as well, Jill. Thanks so much. Absolutely. And that was Derek Dahlman with our TV 13 weather sponsored by Chippewa Valley Bean. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, Buffalo County is going to have their livestock auction today at 7 o'clock. They're going to be offering 
The kids are going to be offering beef, sheep, and swine there. A lot of quality meat that goes out. That is 7 o'clock today. Tomorrow in Jackson County, they're going to be having their auction at 4 o'clock. And they have just uh, oodles of beef, sheep, and they, pigs and goats that they'll be selling. The 51st annual show in Westby that is going to have a tractor show, threshing, sawmill, a lot of stuff happening uh, today, tomorrow, and Sunday down in Westby. I have a flyer here. They've got a pumpkin shooting, even hot food, sweet corn boil, a lot of stuff happening down in Westby tomorrow. From uh, And the car show is Sunday, 10 to 2, and the fair's in our in our listening area, again, Jackson County is down in Black River Falls. Wisconsin Valley Fair is in Wausau. They'll be having their hog show today. Buffalo County Fair runs today through Sunday. Their beef show is today with their auction tonight at 7 o'clock. And the Wisconsin State Fair is going on. And that's a little bit of the recap of the fairs. And I'll be heading out. I believe I'm going to the Bloomer Free Fair today. You know, always an adventure. Gets me a little bit stuffed up being in all that sawdust and all that stuff. But I'm willing to go and do some experiencing. We're going to be heading on over to the Altoona Market here after I get a few more chores done. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to head on over to Jim Lindsay and hear what Equity Altoona sale was like. Choice beef steers and heifers dollar twenty to a dollar forty. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar eighteen to a dollar thirty eight. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers dollar thirty to a dollar thirty eight. We had a top of a dollar thirty nine and a half. Choice Holstein steers dollar sixteen to a dollar twenty nine. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar fifteen and down. Top 20% of the cold cows sold from 86 to 96. We had a top of 98.5. 60% of the cows sold from 67 to 85. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 66 and down. Organic market from Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 90 to $1.10. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 89 and down. Cold bulls sold from 85 to $1.05. We had a top of $1.09. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $125 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 80 to $230 per head. Boars sold from 35 to 40 here on Thursday. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which is held here on July 29th. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, dollar twenty to a dollar sixty-three. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, dollar fifteen to a dollar sixty-four. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar fifty-one. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar ten to a dollar forty-seven. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, ninety to a dollar fifty-eight. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty to a dollar thirty. We do sell organic cattle here on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is August 12th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page. Click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And I have Jerry Fitzgerald on the line from Stratford Equity. What's been happening up there today? Well, Dylan, good morning to you, and I know you're busy 
So we'll get right into the market report from this past week here at, uh, at Stratford. And again, uh, Jill, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, uh, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. We'll start with the cow auction, the market cows, conventional market cows. Uh, steady to strong trend this week on the close yesterday. High-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows were selling from 82 to 93 and a half. Earlier in the week, we did see a lot of cows sell from that 94 up to a top of 101 and a half on Wednesday, and that was uh, the top cows are all these high-yielding beef cows. Most of the cows this week selling between 60 and 82. Thinner cows like carcass cows below 60. On the uh, organic trade, uh, which we sell every Tuesday here, uh, those are good quality organic cows, mostly from a dollar to a dollar eighteen. Now on the uh, fed cattle trade, very strong trade this week also on the fed cattle. Choice grading Holstein steers were selling mostly from a dollar eighteen to a dollar thirty-five. High yielding choice strictly prime Holsteins from one thirty-five to one forty-two and a half, and your select grading cattle under finished cattle one fifteen and down. On the uh, bull trade this week, better quality bulls mostly from 95 to 108, lighter bulls 90 and back. On the calf market, uh, good quality Holstein bull calves uh, selling mostly from 70 to 150. Uh, extreme top this week on the bull calves did reach 170. Heifer calves mostly $50 and below, and your good quality beef calves 150 to 300. Fancy beef calves this week from three and a quarter all the way up to 395. That was on Monday's auction. And we're going to take a look at next week here at Stratford, full marketing week on tap. Uh, of course, our next sale will be on Monday. Uh, full marketing day on Monday. On Tuesday will be our next hay auction. Our next feeder cattle auction will be next Wednesday. And, of course, we do invite folks to take a look at our website. Always a lot of stuff on our website, upcoming sales, other information, equity co-op, click on the Stratford page, and you'll have all that information. So, Joe, I know you're busy this morning, so we'll turn it back to you. You guys enjoy your weekend and just a lot of stuff going on, so... Uh, Enjoy the weekend, and hopefully uh, we can avoid some of that really, really nasty weather that we had earlier in the week. I hope And we so. don't need any more. We're good on rain, and we don't need any wind. So, anyway, you guys have a nice weekend. You as well. Thank you much. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We're going to do a little bit more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Brent Wink. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're going to take a look at some markets before we head over to Brent. Chicago Board of Trade. December corn is at 6.05, down a penny. December oats is at 4.08, down or up 9 cents. With soybeans for November at 14.13, down 4 cents. And wheat for December is at 8.74, up 6.5 cents. And our country elevator prices, wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville locations at 6.04 and 14.49. Doomer's grain is at 6.20 and 15.44. Golden Plump and Arcadia's corn is at 6.30. Baldwin is at 6.16 and 14.89. Duran's at 6.11 and 14.84. Mondovi's at 6.21 and 14.89. With Elmwood at 6.21 for corn and 14.94 for soybeans. Fall Creek is at 6.06 and 14.64. Osseo's at 6.26 and 14.94. Elk Mounds at 6.16 and 14.64. Wisparta at 6.38 for corn and 14.70 for soybeans. Ellsworth's at 5.96 and 14.59. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville's at 6.56. And Stanley's at 6.63 with New Richmond at 6.58. And in our dairy markets, barrels are at 7, 174 and three quarters, down four and a half. 
Forty pound blocks are one seventy six and a half down eight and a half. Our grade double A butters at three oh five down a penny, and our class three milk for August is at nineteen ninety four down twenty one cents. September they're down forty two cents at nineteen forty eight. October's at twenty oh six down thirty three cents. And our weather for this week weekend today is supposed to be sunny and breezy ninety one. Tonight uh, high is seventy. Tomorrow ninety hot and humid, and chance of rain in the p.m., and tomorrow night's a low of 65, Sunday, 75, and humid, and storm, with storms likely. But Monday, we're going to be rolling back into 70 and partly sunny. Tuesday, sunny, and our weather is brought to you by Markwart Motors. And your Markwart Motors service department is open for your 5,000-mile scheduled maintenance visit with a complimentary tire rotation, vehicle health check, and car wash. Schedules yours today at markwartmotors.com. We're going to head on over to Brent Wink and hear what's going on in our Covering the Crops, sponsored by Winfield United, an ag division of Lando Lakes. Well, Brent, you enjoying this weather? Yes, good morning. Yeah, plenty of heat. I guess that's what we get for August, but... Hopefully some rain this weekend. We are not getting it over in St. Croix County. The rain just kind of goes around us every time. But I guess other areas maybe got a little too much with the storms here a few days ago. But hopefully this weekend we'll get some because it's uh, getting to that critical point on some of it. Well, hopefully we do. Yeah. Well, this week we had kind of some interesting stuff. Um, Got an opportunity yesterday to, as we're kind of wrapping up a lot of the fungicide applications, we had an opportunity yesterday to spend a lot of time with a drone uh, company from down southern Wisconsin came up with a drone. The drones are kind of limited with size from the FAA of what they can, uh, how large they can be, and and so they've gotten a lot bigger through the years. So this is actually a a drone with an 8-gallon uh, tank on it for spraying fungicides so we were able to spray four acre batches and they're kind of auto programmed to go fly the field come back land in the same exact spot reload go go again and fly the field so almost like uh, helicopters and their applications so what we were looking to do we also had a ground rig out in those fields so a, a high clearance ground sprayer and so we we're actually looking at comparisons between the two so a drone that would almost mimic a helicopter spraying or or just as drone spraying becomes a lot more uh, popular, we're able to take water-sensitive paper and we clip it to the leaves of the corn plant at the very top of the plant, the middle of the plant, and the bottom of the plant. And we're actually, we make those applications out in the field uh, with the drone. And then we had the areas of the field that we were using the ground machines. And again, we use that same water sensitive paper. So as you make your applications, it'll show up on that paper throughout the canopy just to kind of mimic what kind of coverage are we getting. So it was really interesting. We were actually surprised uh, the ability for that drone to get uh, coverage down to the lower part of the plant was pretty good. The ground machine had quite a bit more coverage. Uh, but again, we're just trying to look and see what's the ability to to drive it down further down into the plant to protect all those leaves uh, later in the season here with diseases and things like that setting in. And then also just plain drought stress, some of these fungicides can help with that. So 
We'll have a lot of that uh, this later this summer at the field days or this winter. And then obviously we'll take all this to yield. We had trials with the drone versus the ground machine right beside it. Uh, just uh, treated versus untreated. So really gathering a lot of data. So I know we've got a couple of field days coming up. August 24th is uh, Synergy Co-op over at the Menominee Answer Plot. And then August 25th is Alcivia Co-op over at the Menominee Answer Plot. So I'm sure we'll have some of that stuff there. So again, just uh, kind of on the tail, tail end of the fungicide season, but it's really uh, a neat opportunity to be out in the field yesterday and kind of looking at that technology and just seeing how far some of that has came. So that kind of wraps up the week, Jill. Are you able to actually run a drone? Are you getting into the... Uh, so again, it takes licensing, and and uh, so I wasn't able to run it. But kind of, you can sit there and watch on a little monitor and see that thing flying through the field, and really, really cool technology. A uh, little bit of uh, licensing and things that they got to go through with the FAA. I don't think it's too critical, but I know a lot of our co-ops and retailers are looking at maybe the possibility of buying these for spraying obviously you can go in and out of the field without running crops over and so we're very interested in whether that technology can work and work as efficient as ground machines or other applications so we'll see what happens we'll see what the studies show us i think it's fascinating it is it's incredible how i own and the size of this thing they're getting a lot bigger and and again it's limited but uh maybe eventually we'll have uh unmanned helicopters i'm not sure what where the technology will go but very 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 neat very cool have a great weekend jill you as well and that was brent wink on our covering the crops program by sponsored by winfield united ag division of lando lakes and that's what i have for you for this friday morning we are going to get out there get out to the fairs get out there's some horse pulls there's truck pulls Get out and see what's going on, even with the heat. You know, it's August. And remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com. Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap.